Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, my friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, director of Priests for Life, and welcome to our time of prayer and scripture study together. We are going to delve again into the Word of God, and we're going to talk about destroying evil forces. How do we do that? How do we resist the power of the devil? Crucially important for the battle that we're in right now, battle of good and evil, unprecedented in our nation and our world, unprecedented in the pro-life movement. And we're going to learn here from the Gospel of St. Mark. Let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord and ask His blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, you have revealed that the Son of God, Jesus Christ our Lord, came to destroy the works of the devil. And we see him in his public ministry expelling demons all throughout the land. Father, we call on him again to expel the demons in our midst, the demons who are oppressing our families, our children, our nation, our world, who are causing so many forms of injustice, chief among which is the evil of abortion. Show us, Lord God, how to respond to the forces of evil. Show us how to take refuge in you. Show us how to proclaim truth and life. Show us, Lord God, how to use all the spiritual tools that you give us. Bless us now, and as we read your word, help us to understand it more deeply. Help us to live it more faithfully. Help us to proclaim it more effectively. Through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Okay, I'm going to combine the two readings here. I'm going to read to you from the first chapter of Mark's Gospel. And it says, Jesus came to Capernaum with his followers, and on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak, because they knew him. Rising very early, before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. 
Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose I have come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. Now, brothers and sisters, demons are real. They don't have absolute power. Their power is nowhere near the power of God. It's an unequal fight. And we know that God, Jesus Christ, has already conquered the devil. He's already transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into His glorious kingdom of light. We are, not, we are supposed to believe that the devil is real. He has power. He's prowling around, as, as, as Peter tells us, like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We are to have a healthy fear of that. But we are not to be obsessed with the devil. That's a danger. We are not to see him around every corner. A lot of times the devil can just sit back and laugh at us as we get ourselves into trouble all by ourselves, all on our own. We're pretty good at it. So you don't see the devil around every corner. You don't blame everything on the devil because then that's kind of a subtle pride. It's just kind of a subtle way of saying, oh, well, I'm okay. It's not my fault. Well, very often it is. This is not the point. But he's real, and Jesus exercised authority over the devil in the demons, and we see that in this uh, passage that we, that we read. But is it just Jesus, or is it also us? What role do we have, knowing that the devil is real, though limited in his power? What do we do? What do we do? We get some, we get some clues here. We get some clues. First of all, the Lord is confronted with the demons speaking to him, saying, and this I find an interesting question, have you come to destroy us? First of all, you see, they know who he is. Have you come to destroy us? And what does he do? He doesn't annihilate them. He sends them out from the human beings that they were oppressing and molesting and possessing. Sends them out. Have you come to destroy us? Oh, well, what did they mean by that question? Did they mean that, that, that you, you come here to, to annihilate us? Or did they mean, have you come here to break our power over the human family? We, we, we get a, a further insight into this if we go to the first letter of uh, St. John. It's a verse I like to quote a lot. It goes to the core of uh, Jesus' mission. First letter of St. John in chapter 3 says the following in verse 8. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Now, what are those works? John also wrote his gospel. And if you go to chapter 8 of John and you see the, 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 the conversation that took place, really rather heated one, between Jesus and, and some of the, the Jewish people, he said the devil's works are lies and murderer. 
He's a liar, he's a murderer, and those things always go together. So to destroy the works of the devil means to destroy his lies and to destroy the murderous acts. Destroy death, in other words. How do you do that? Through truth and life. That's why Jesus says, again, John's Gospel contains this in chapter 14. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way back to salvation, to the Father. Because I am truth in life, truth that destroys the devil's lies, life that undoes the power of death. All right. So let's bring it back to this question here he, the devil asks in, in Mark's gospel. Have you come to destroy us? We know who you are, the Holy One of God, the one who is truth incarnate, the Word became flesh, the one who is the resurrection and the life who came to bring life. He came to bring life to us. That's the opposite of being possessed by the devil. The devil leads us down the, the path of death. He came that we might have life. Jesus said his ministry was to set the oppressed free. Oppressed by the devil. Oppressed by the power of death. So yes, the answer to the question is, yes, I have come to destroy you. I've come to destroy your lies and your murder, and I do that by breaking your power over human beings and casting you out. So what do we do? Listen, we have to avoid the temptation of trying to be too curious about the devil. We should be content with what the Scriptures tell us. That's it. Because there is a... a Spiritual temptation. This is a very spiritual temptation. To get too curious about the things of the devil. Don't go down that road. Trying to learn too much about demons and evil spirits and how they behave and what you... Don't go down that road. It is enough to know what the scriptures tell us about Jesus' authority over the devil, to know what the catechism tells us about the devil having a limited power over us, and that's it. Don't think about him every day. Invoke Jesus. Don't address demons or devils directly. Invoke Jesus. Jesus, you protect me from any influence of the devil. Don't try to figure out so in such detail what effects the devil is having in your life. Just know, as Scripture tells us, he wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy all of us. He wants to lead us to sin. He wants to lead us to death. That's enough. That's all we need to know. You don't need to analyze, did this come from the devil? Did that come from the devil? Did it come from something else? Did it come from me? It doesn't matter. Just be rid of evil in your life. And how do we, and Jesus is the one that casts out devils. How do we respond? What is our role in that? Well, if he has come to destroy the works of the devil, and the works of the devil are lies and murder, and because Jesus destroys that, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Then the way you and I counteract the devil is that we promote truth and we defend life. That's it right there. Speak truth. Promote life. That's destroying the works of the devil. You don't even have to think about the devil. I mean, have the awareness, have the belief. But speak truth. Love truth. In fact, we worship truth because truth is Jesus incarnate. And we promote life. 
when you're doing pro-life work, when you're speaking up about the sanctity of life, when you're generously giving life, accepting life as parents, accepting that life from God, nurturing that life, when you are defending life, you are defeating the devil. Simple as that. Keep it simple. Keep it pure. Don't go into morbid curiosities about satanic things. It's dangerous. Speak truth. Promote and defend life. That destroys the works of the devil. Let me go to one other scripture. It's kind of funny, but then again, it's not. Uh, but for the same reason. Uh, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 19. I don't know if you remember this story. But it goes to show you don't play around with the devil. And, uh, you know, you want to make sure the devil knows your name. That, that, that's an interesting spiritual thought I, I heard many, many years ago. You know, does the devil know your name? Not that you want to be talking with him. But, in other words, are you good enough at promoting truth and promoting life so that you're destroying the works of the devil and believe me, if you do, he's going to know your name. But, you know, you're not going to be a stranger to him. Um, but, you know, Jesus knows you, your name even better. And Jesus is the one that protects us. But listen to this story from Acts 19, starting in verse 11. God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this, but the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, overpowered them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks. And then what ended up happening is they worshiped the Lord. and They came to see the Lord, power of the Lord Jesus. But it shows, don't fool around with this stuff. They didn't know what they were doing. And furthermore, the devil didn't know them. So be careful. And uh, no, all we have to do is continue to entrust ourselves to Jesus' hands. Many of you say the prayer uh, the prayer to St. Michael, St. Michael, as we know from Scripture, defending the, uh, the, 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 the sovereignty of God against those angels who did become demons. These are the ways that we, that we worship. But promote truth, speak truth, proclaim truth, defend life, promote life, revere life, and you'll be doing fine. Let's turn to the Lord again. Father, we praise and thank you. We praise and thank you that Jesus has destroyed the works of the devil. Lord, keep us humble. Help us to use all the spiritual tools that St. Paul talks to us about, the belt of truth, shield of righteousness, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the helmet of salvation. In these ways, Lord, keep us close to you and protected from the power of evil. Lord, we ask you to grant all our needs, health, wisdom, encouragement, consolation, and gratitude to you in prosperity, ascribing all glory for any success we have to your most holy name and to the sacred heart of Jesus. 
And we now sum up all our prayers as we pray also for one another. In the words Jesus gave us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Have a wonderful day, friends. Bring others into these scripture times of reflection and prayer. And thank you for promoting all that we do, our main website, endabortion.us, and my social media address, at frfrankpavone. Let's stay connected. Let's stay enthusiastic for the cause of life. God bless you. This is Father Dennis Wild, pastoral associate of Priests for Life. Been in the organization for 25 years, and it's marvelous because I want to tell you today about financial support for one of our most effective pro-life ministries in the world. Priests for Life has been leading the fight against abortion for decades. We are led by a strong and varied team of pro-life activists and experts in mobilizing churches, electing pro-life candidates, leading prayer efforts, publishing and broadcasting, healing the wounds of abortion, uniting pro-life leaders in strategy, meetings, defending life in the international arena. All of this, Priests for Life does not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have very high evaluations among charities and top security on our donation site, prolifegift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor. Or you can call us at 321-500-1000. That's 321-500-1000. God bless you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.